All right. <laughs> hey, I'm getting. I'm making claims, man. Come <laughs> through. I don't know how I'm you getting... was in the. I don't know how you was in the mail course and can't clap, bro. Like, hey, that's like know, mail <laughs> course. That's not really a requirement. That's like mail course one on one. No, that's definitely a that's part of my really tryout. That before you even start singing, that's a part of my tryout, bro. Man, come on, come man. Pick, on, your, pick your camera up. You showing your <laughs> on the thing. Bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, hey, <laughs> that is staying in the see, podcast. <laughs> as you can see, we are back in the cave with another edition of the Manly D's podcast. You know what's going on. on uh, it's your host, Melly Mel. And you know, join me as always. We got Husky and Bearded. We got my man, Drew, in the building. Yo, yo. Say we, nothing. we got Life Coach Lacey in the building. And you know, we got Kabink, the let's we got go. Well, we haven't done introductions in a long time, so you kind of. I know, I know. Yeah, I can't fault him for he that. Set he set me was, up to fail, bro. I did, bro. Hey, you That's about to be bad, a pastor. Bro. You got to be. You got to be ready to respond, bro. <laughs> you got to be ready, man. Respond. I hate all of y'all, bro. Definitely I hate every last one of y'all. Troy said earlier, though, it felt like it's been a minute since we recorded. It do feel it like does. that, though. I feel like we just mm. recorded, but the week felt long for some reason. And it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, <laughs> bro. This, bro, it's been a week, bro, but it's only Tuesday, bro. Now, are y'all? That's the wild part about. Are it. y'all taking off any time for this Easter weekend? Ain't Easter I ain't got weekend. class. No, no, this no. Easter, Easter is this weekend. Yep, mm. I'm off on yeah, Monday. We, uh, yeah, we uh, we shut down Friday, so we I'm good. Yeah, I'm you off know on something Monday. I know. I know we don't. Uh, we're remote on, but you know something. I do need to ask about us being off on Monday. Yeah, that's 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 major. Good Friday at least. Good Friday or Easter Monday. Yeah, one of the two. I'm gonna tell my one boss. Of, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, we gotta have one of them for the Lord." I don't care which one we get. You know, isn't that kind of funny? Like the world will deny any connection or anything that's related to God, but when it comes to them holidays. Oh yeah, we celebrating. Be on. We off. Be on. We on. <laughs> but I don't know, bro. Because hey, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, bro. I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. What's that joint? What's the racist joint in Virginia? Robert E. Lee Day. I take that too. Give me that too. <laughs> Give me that too. <laughs> Give me that too. Well, if we celebrate, we might as well celebrate. Go ahead and throw it on there. They they claim Robert E. Lee Day for the um the same day, whatever, Martin Luther King Day Juniors. I was about to say, yeah. didn't they combine them joints? Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of whack though. They should give us MLK that's a, and turn right back. That's an oxymoron, bro. That's an oxymoron. You know, that's a good question. Should should the statues stay up? I'm 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 intrigued to hear y'all's input. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I'm gonna tell you this right now, bro. Brother Malcolm told us that they were gonna give us symbolic victories, mm. and that's all we seem to be clamoring for. Mm. I don't care about those statues, bro. I want At my all. student loan debt. I want my student loan debt wiped away, and I tell wiped you why. Because they did the, they did the numbers, bro. Black wealth would go up. I think it's like forty or fifty percent if they wiped out student loan debt. Mm. I want student loan debt? I want reparations in the form of me not having to pay any form of property taxes for the rest of my life. Mm. Well, I want to pay taxes going on to school nothing. for pointless. Uh, degrees, so, yeah, so that they can get I mean? a refund check. I, it's a, it's a, it's an entire systematic issue. Um, because I know cats that was blowing refund checks, not even realizing <laughs> that they got to pay this joke back at some point. Like, and getting, I was like, one of them getting stacks, bro, getting stacks. <laughs> and I was one of them. Man, I knew, I knew cats were taking their refund check to, uh, to the Foot Locker. They was taking them to, um, 
Oh, easy. Yeah. And when hey, they was honestly, putting them on, when they was putting them on the little credit card. Oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. You don't really know no better when you in your early teens though. When you think that man, this is really listen, a refund you, check, you hey, don't yo, really know what that's you're how, Right. To. Exactly. That's how I used to eat at finish line. Cats used to get a refund check. Was out here buying LeBrons for intramurals. I'm like, man, you might as well go ahead and get the socks and the shorts too, bro. Come on, exactly. bro. Easy money. Easy money. Now, a lick. Hit a nigga lick. Drew upselling. <laughs> nigga drew upselling. <laughs> <laughs> you need these sneaker balls too. Shoe cleaner. See, Drew used to hit him. Drew, Drew used to hit him with, you You need this. I used to say, it's a package deal. Ooh. <laughs> so it's no, it's no other option. Hey, if you use it's your hand, it makes it more deal. real lace. <laughs> it's a package hey, deal. You get the shoes, the socks. The whatever the jersey, the tall tees, all that it's a package deal. Lay sound like me selling cell phones in the early 2000s. <laughs> you was flipping phones, bro. Bro, I was selling, hey, bro. bro. I work for have you ever seen Mel- cell phone hey, bro. company that exists, bro? <laughs> hey, bro, have you ever seen Mel's resume, bro? That joint is 16 pages long, bro. Hey, bro, no, Mel- no, gaps. Hey, no, gaps. no gaps, no gaps, hey, no, no gaps, gaps. <laughs> bro. Mel, hey, bro, contrary to popular belief, bro, Mel used to be the CEO of McDonald's, bro. On, he just bro. don't be telling cats. Be out here. You can't have a palm trio with no car, right? That don't mean sense. You can't have the touch screen without the screen protected. That don't make sense. That don't make no sense. That's gospel. It's the package. You making this no investment, bro? This big should be sitting in your pockets. You got to get a hit. No clip. way. No. What, so what you gonna do? Hey, what you gonna do if you drive? Hey, what you I gonna saw, do? I saw. I saw a dude today with a uh, hip clip, and I was like. Mm, I want a Joan on you, but I also want one at the same time. I know you, you do. Don't I want. really do you want don't. a hip clip, bro. I know you do. Why? Why because do you hip clip, I bro? don't like things in my pocket, bro. Pause. I don't like having. <laughs> I don't like having <laughs> my phone in my pocket. Hey, Troy, catching on because we was definitely gonna die. Gonna <laughs> hey, die hey, we, <laughs> we was about to get him. We it was about 20, to get him. It took twenty-two Troy episodes. On, it took Troy twenty-two episodes. But hey, he catching on. Troy definitely catching <laughs> on. I don't like. I don't like having like. I don't even like having my wallet in my pocket, bro. Um, I was thinking about getting one of those uh, across the chest bag joints, them the, the fanny pack joints. Oh, I'm I'm copping Please one. Please don't bro. do that. I'm copping one. Hey, yo, uh, my brother is wrong king. with that. It's nothing wrong with my that, brother is the king of fanny packs, dog. This he got a fanny pack for every occasion, bro. Now, do he wear it around the fanny or do he bags. wear it across his chest? I mean, I'd rather have a crossbody bag than have a thick ass wallet like you probably got. <laughs> don't get a thick wallet, bro. Hey, bro, I got a thick wallet. I got one of I got one of them thin joints. I got one of them thin joints that only hey. holds cards. Business t- cards and all <laughs> stuff in that joke. Hey, but hey, Troy, to answer your question, uh, Blake got a um across the body uh joint. Okay. That's what he got. Hey, but y'all, hey, but uh, Lace brings up a good point. Y'all want to know who has an egregiously, obnoxiously large wallet? <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to guess, bro. You might as well go ahead and say it. Big Daddy Mo. Hey, bro, my. Hey, bro, my dad's wallet gives me anxiety. Oh, I bet bro. it I'm does. Like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. Old <laughs> school, bro. I got hey, one that question. Joint is this is thing, it, I just bro. got one question. Is it threefold or twofold? <laughs> it's threefold. Yeah, it's <laughs> He got a trifold. <laughs> Money be creased on both ends. Hey, both ends, bro. Both ends. <laughs> 
Probably walk around with social security card and everything. And they got AARP in that joint, bro. Triple A. That joint, life is over. Whole, whole, everything. Old receipts, loose change, money. I found out. Condoms from 67 in that joint. Whole identity stole, bro. Whole identity is stolen. You know what? I found out you're not supposed to be carrying your social security card on you. I've always kept mine on me. I've always kept it on me. You keep your social security card on you? Hey, edit this part out the podcast. He's gonna see you in public and know that you got your. (laughs) They might be hit a little little whole life in your pocket. Troy, why did you just in case I gotta Um, sign a document and they need to have proof of who I am? You just gotta sign a random I nine form. You just gotta sign I nine. They they might, they might, they might need it. (laughs) Hey, yo, real talk. I just had to get a new social security card like a year and a half ago when we first moved to Charlotte, so I could get a new driver's license. My whole life. My drive, my uh, social security card has said Melvin Brown the second, but my social security number has been for me. And this was the first oh, time I ever had a problem with my social security card. Oh, they made me get a snap. whole new one so I could get a driver's license. So my dad's mm, name wow. was on my card, but my number was for me everywhere that I ever used that drink. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll be right back. Y'all carry on. Yo, why when Troy, bro, when Troy gets serious, bro, he gets his, like straight his voice, PBS, tone, bro. His tone change and everything. <laughs> hey, bro, diction, <laughs> cadence, voice. vocabulary, everything. Hey, you know man. how I know when Troy about to tell me about myself? He always gives me a compliment first. He really yep. takes his counseling yep. seriously, bro. He always yep. gives me a plus minus plus. Troy will always start with. <laughs> he gonna sneak that joint in there, bro. A plus minus plus. Troy will be like. Melvin, you know one of the things that I really do admire about you, <laughs> that I really do love about you, bro. And he'll say that, Dre, and then right after that, he'd be like, but on the flip side of that, <laughs> he'll tell me about myself, and then he'll be like, but like I said, I really do admire these things about you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I hope that you're not offended. I hope... By what I'm by saying, what I'm saying, you know, right now, whatever, whatever. And I'd be like Troy in his counseling bag. Troy love a good plus minus plus. Yes, bro. sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it though, Troy. I know that you're trying to protect me. You care about community and not offending the masses and stuff like that. I could learn a little bit from you in that regard, bro. It's the inclusion. <sighs> um. <laughs> Look, we 11 minutes in almost, so I ain't going to rob us a time because uh, I feel like tonight's episode about to be uh, entertaining, to say the least. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next segment, which we like to call the wow segment. For those who don't know, uh, we like to allow either Dr. Drew Moore or Life Coach Lace to bless us with an SAT word that's going to make us all sound smart amongst the alert community. So I'm going to let one of them take it away because I don't know whose turn it is. Let him use you. Let him use you. I think it's, I think it's Lace's turn. Uh-oh. Oh word! Lace ain't oh, got no man. word. Oh, I always have a word. Come on now, come on now. There's there's always a word, brother. I don't know if we've used this word before, and it's it's a it's a common word, um, but I know cats um, don't necessarily use it on a very regular basis. So it's common yet uncommon. And I don't know if Drew, you may have shared this before as well, but um, amenable is the word. Amenable. A m e n a b l e. Amenable. That is willing to comply or cooperate and that's Mm. what we like in certain aspects of life but as part of our conversation tonight we'll understand that some individuals aren't amenable when it comes to um our conversation so yeah amenable a-m-e-n-a-b-l-e 
amenable. Amenable. I like how you set that up, Lace. I like. I like how you. Easy money, man. Easy. I money. like how you doing that. He bro. did. Um, give me an example of a situation where you think someone is being amenable. Yes. Do you have a mm. case study? I do. I, Come there's on. A wealth of, there's a wealth <laughs> of case now. studies. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> in which we could uh, talk about. So when we talk about, um, matter of fact, let's, I don't know if Mel ready. We can dive into the conversation. We ready. You know let's I mean? get into it, bro. When we, when we talk about, uh, you know, money and cheeks, a lot of times. Bread and booty. Are, if you are presenting the bread, the booty is amenable off okay. top. So, you know what I mean? They they intersect and they go hand in hand. Prostitution. So Okay. Prostitution. Some would call it that, but some would call that amenable behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some would call that hey. prostitution as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to throw that some out. Some call there. it some call it uh what OnlyFans. Some call okay. it <laughs> What choice? However you want to call it. However you want to call it. I don't know what it. you call it. Hey, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a, um, a theologian, if you will, a philosopher on this podcast. I'm not going to go naming names, but they, they, <laughs> they dropped this gem to me when I was just a young buck in undergrad. If you chase the yams, you're going to lose your bread. Mm. That is if you so chase true. the bread... The yams gonna come. Mm, that is absolutely true. Easy money. <laughs> <laughs> now that person true. just told that, that person just told on themselves, but I ain't naming no Easy names. Easy money. <laughs> hey, chasing chasing yams, you don't just lose your money. Sometimes you lose yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, chasing chasing yams, you a lot more than some change, bro. That is true. Hey, my cut, my cousin who doing a bid, man. Uh, he told me, bro, he was like, yo, fall in love with the game. Don't fall in love with the yams. Mm. Mm. Hey, we're going to need to make a lose yourself out here. Lee quotes, bro. We're going to need to make a book <laughs> hey, of these quotes. That would be we got, we got a lot of gems we on this joint. We got to. Hey, because you're going to you gonna be out here lost making Easter baskets over the yams. So Come on now. Just fall in love with the process, hey, You bro. lost yourself and some bread process. in that process. <laughs> I did, bro. <laughs> All the fixings was with the yams, though. But that's, that's another fixings. conversation. See, see, that's a word right there, though. That's a word. <laughs> that's a word. But because a lot, a lot of cats get lost with all the fixings. So you can't let all the fixings deter you from the ultimate goal. Like, come that's on, true. man. That's a word. It's bro. the main course that you after, bro. You not after Y'all the fixings, bro. Fixings. You after the Y'all main course. The fixings are good. The fixings are good. Now I'm not gonna deny the fixings are good, but you can't let that be the primary reason. For can't let it be the primary mean. reason. So what? What is it to have all the money that you can have, but not have someone to share it with? See, I don't you think that's what it comes okay, in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Troy, buddy. Hey, Troy, I'm going to respond to Troy in the same way that he did. Hey, bro, that's when discernment comes in, bro. <laughs> sure. That's a good one. For that's sure. a good one. Yeah. Hey, for I ain't going to lie, sure. though. I got a I got a homeboy, a partner. I'm not going to say his name, but he going to know exactly who it is when I say this thing because he be listening <laughs> to the podcast. But we were chopping, chopping it up one night, having God time. He was talking, doing all this stuff, talking about all the moves that he was making in his life and stuff like that, elevating. And I was asking him about his love life, whatever. He was talking about, talking about all the games he was playing and stuff like that. He growing in age, you know what I'm saying? A little bit old, and old enough to not be playing as many games as he was playing at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I was just sitting there listening to him or whatever and not even thinking about what I was saying. 
I was like, you know what? You're going to mess around and have everything you wanted in life and nobody to share it with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't even thinking about what I was saying at the time. But apparently that joy stuck in his heart and everybody was laughing. And he started to slowly stop laughing because he started to realize... (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I might have everything I want in this lifetime nobody to share it with. For sure. Uh, so come to sure. find out, you know, he's happily married now. And uh, I think that's much ado to me. Uh, so I'm going to credit myself. wrong with Mel, bro. When he hears this, hey, man, congratulations. I appreciate uh, you listening to my words. I'm glad it turned your life around. So Lace hey, ain't the only one out here saving people from damnation. Hey, it's like that, man. You got to save folks. I just Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta save folks from themselves, brother. Sometimes you gotta save folks from themselves. Hey, man. So we 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 talking about bread and booty tonight, man. Being funny um, with the title, but you know, get really diving into the topics of uh, sex and money as it relates to relationships, man. Um, this is one of the the main things I feel like it always is a topic of argument or discussion in relationships. And uh, you know, I've heard a couple of people say they wanted us to talk about this subject or expound on it more. You know, and then recently some of our conversations that we've been having, you know, in the group chat, I definitely think it's something worth us talking about mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. So I figured this would be, you know, a good subject uh, to really get into. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for married reasons, man. And I, of course, I've experienced both of these things, being married and single, you know, especially being married. You tend to, I ain't going to say argue, but uh, have uh, spirited debates, mm-hmm. you know, more often than you would like about finances you know how those are managed and handled and what that looks like and things like that so you know everybody has a different way of how they manage you know finances in their home and things like that and i'm always just curious because it seems like well let me say for i feel like in relationships as it relates to these particular two subjects i feel like uh money can be a 50 50 split on who's arguing about it you know for the Mm -hmm. most part you know uh Whereas I feel like sex is predominantly something that we as men tend to argue about or be frustrated about uh, in our relationships long term. I know that there are some women who, you know, had that argument. But for the most part, I feel like that part of the relationship is usually us. Mm -hmm. You know, so I want to talk about both perspectives, you know, just some of the frustrations that we deal with in trying to manage finances with our counterparts, you know, and then just some of the frustrations we have with, you know, the physical intimacy aspect of you know, not just marriage, but singleness and Drew is here. We know he'd be fornicating. So I definitely want to get, you know, his perspective that, on it too, because I'm not a young lad anymore. And I don't know what these kids are doing out here today. Well, you got to uh, think the game has changed a little bit though, Mel, because now from what I have seen in the world is that a lot of women equate booty to the financial aspects that an individual is bringing to the table. Um, so how do you differ, differentiate the two? And how can one say, okay, if you take care of X, Y, Z, I'll give you all the fixings. Like, mm. So I think there is a, it's a, uh, a gap, if you will, that has occurred um, nationally where you see a lot of, like I said, you see a lot of women who promote themselves as, okay, I bring this to the table, this, that, and the third. Um, You have to bring, you know, a financial aspect to the table to receive these benefits, these fringe benefits. So, yeah. Would you say that's your experience, Drew? I kind of feel like that's still the case in marriage. House. You know, we talked about this not too long ago. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like the marriage barter system. You know, the, the marriage barter system that exists. <laughs> Everyone laughing like, like it's not a real thing, but it is a real thing. 
you know, I feel like even before, you know, uh, like to said or to point, I think that's something that's been around for a while, but I definitely think it's more prominent now, uh, especially with the culture where it's like, uh, the table for a lot of women is based on a man's income. You know what I'm saying? So if you have the income, then you're worthy of all these other assets, mainly yeah. cheeks. You know what I'm saying? Correct. The less money you have, the less worthy you are of the stuff, physical attributes, you know what I'm saying, that I have to offer you. I, I would say that from a marriage lens, it's not necessarily a worthiness, but more so as a trade-off. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. uh, if you buy this thing or if you do this thing, then I'll give you whatever uh, type of situation and you kind of just learn to live with that y'all kind of just play off each other and barter um in different kind of ways <laughs> now i um if i could you had to be laughing, amenable I, you had to be amenable <laughs> to <laughs> if i could speak on to get the yams <laughs> if i could speak on uh society not necessarily marriage but um probably about a month ago um uh, they were talking to cardi b somebody was somebody was interviewing cardi b and she said, I would, if I could do it all over again, before I got my teeth fixed, I would have got a BBL first um, because you can get a bag with a BBL. You can get your teeth fixed eventually. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at that, <laughs> she just gave. But that showed, that's, yeah. That yeah, she yeah, just yeah. showed that. That 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 bodies are being put together are being shaped just so they can bag somebody. Um, case in point, man, I and I hate to bring my man's up. Um, on uh, Tristan Thompson, he just got caught up again. Uh, for a, another baby. Well, this is about a month ago we found out about it. He got his trainer. He got his trainer pregnant because she looked good, and he, and now <laughs> and now what was it, Troy? Huh. <laughs> What was it? Cause she looked good. Um, <laughs> no, you had a little bit more enthusiasm before that. Like you had research. Well, no, I, I actually, I really don't know what she looked like. But knowing Tristan Thompson, he he, he be bagging some now. He be bagging some. Well, hold up, time out. First of all, <laughs> he he bags them because of his status. Let's be. Oh real. yeah. Have oh, you ever yeah. heard this man? Have you ever heard this man talk in Most real life? Most definitely. Like, but come we on, talked yeah. about this before, it's, though. We talked like, about this. Come on, man. And actually, we talked about this in the group chat. And actually, what you what you're saying right there, Lace, he's not getting them on any anything other than his status. He hasn't done anything. Oh, for sure. He hasn't done yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. he can't spit game. He's just like, hey, I, I want you. <laughs> and i can only imagine some of the dumb stuff he's probably said before and i'm you know i'm not trying to bang on you uh tristan thompson if you listen to the podcast uh we definitely banging on you <laughs> definitely because i'm tired of i'm tired of hearing about this tired of hearing but about he it. knows he knows he can flex his status in order to get women and that's the society that we live in, bro. But but the, let, let me retract my previous statement, though. Do you think he has to flex his status or is it just a given because he's in the league? It's, it's a, a given. given. Yeah, it's a given. Yeah, it's a given. I'm going to give you a different but, perspective on this one and say that I don't think it's because he's in the league, but because he's connected to Khloe Kardashian. I, think I would disagree with that. I think I would disagree he, with nigga, that. Nigga, no one was talking about Tristan Thompson before he got. Oh, like, most definitely. We didn't. Right? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't know what so, he was doing because th so, this is a behavior that I'm sure he's been okay. doing for years. So we can be honest. We know that some guys get more attention from women once they've been connected to a most certain definitely. type of woman because if she's good enough for him, yeah. Or if he's good enough for her, then he got to be good enough for me. Most too. definitely. So but you got to think though. She was say, like, <clears throat> I'm just saying her status, like. 
out there in the community. You know what I'm saying? Like she's out there. Like people know who she is. But she was you know already recycled though. Like I mean, she was recycled. That don't mean nothing, bro. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. And this, but it should. It, it should. should. But it don't oh, though, because yeah. you know guys don't really operate like that. You know, uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Melvin, you know this, that that kind of goes back to what you were talking about in the chat. You know. Um, Today, if you have status, you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. And, you know, in case in point, we were talking about. Um, unless you're black. Unless you're black. Please share more. I'm just saying that. I mean, that, so there's a there's like a wealth, like, you know, what I'm saying like a barometer or a, a standard of wealth where you can do whatever you want. But then, like, it goes above that. I'm just saying. I just, He's talking about just in relation to cheats, not society, bro. Can you stop being a black nationalist for, like, <laughs> five minutes, bro? We're not even talking about racism right now. This talk about unless you're black. We talk about booty and bread, bro. <laughs> Status as it relates to your ability to acquire new cheeks, new buns. I mean, I think that speaks for itself, bro. I mean, like, let, so let's, let's transition to, let's transition from sports to, um, to another field, like for example, bro, look at look at John Gray. How many times John Gray done got caught up with some yams? Mm. This is like what the third or fourth mm. time. Oh, he got church yams. He, can, though, that's he different. got status. Wait, 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 wait. He but just he got, got caught up with yams. Different. He got church status. yams be some of the best. Never mind. Let me stop. My point is, is this. <laughs> Talk about it, Drew. Hey, um, I'm, look, I'm I'm a chill. I'm, so so the the at the core of it status does regardless of status whether it is say for instance church or professional athlete status whatever helps. status attracts uh, if you, a certain if caliber you are at, of individual true if you are at the top of your game no matter what the field is you are you are deemed a uh you are now in the elite so no matter what your field is if you are at the top of your game so whether you know like bro you know you could be the manager at mcdonald's you in the top of your you game you gonna pull somebody That's in your the, small for little somebody city, yeah my man be bringing home. Do. My man be bringing home McDoubles to me with all the <laughs> <laughs> and, and apple and apple pies and apple pies. Hey, you throwing apple pie? You in there, bro? You in there? And if the ice cream machine working, come on, man, you out of you. Out of, you, out of, you out of Yo, bring me an M and M McFlurry with extra M and M. So I'm I'm curious, and, and maybe I don't even know if we can answer this question in here. Why is status such a big thing? in our society now like why is it so attractive i, I wouldn't say now. So. i think I it's wouldn't always say, been yeah. like that it's been since biblical think, times man mm -hmm. i think that's easy to answer i think it's because like in a in a worldly sense resources unlimited like look how many like think about it and mel had to help me understand this um from like a a granular a granular level how many people don't have education or how many people don't have like think about how many people live paycheck to paycheck or how many people are struggling. And so when you think about the human condition and just how normal it is to struggle, everybody is looking for a way come up. to advance or come up. Exactly. Like it's literally the human condition for you to try to find a way out or a best case scenario. And so that just happens to be a, a physical um, manifestation of me trying to find the best case scenario for myself to have a come up. Mm. I think the biggest question for me would be what attracts women to status so much? Like, what about status is so attractive for them? Like, I understand looks and money, but the status part for me, other than just being able to say, look who I'm with, you know, I think I would want to know more about that. Like, if someone could answer that for me, 
Um, well, you, I, I think you have to look really at what in all the way in certain instances, yeah. like if we talking celebrity, like you connected to uh, Jay-Z or Lil Baby or Rick Ross or something like that, like what it could do for you if you in that, you know, social media influencer space or something like that. Like, I understand that connection, but just, you know, an average woman per se, not average, but you know what I mean? Uh, what is so attractive about status for them uh, in the realm yeah. of which we're talking about? Well, at the core, I, I believe that it's truly... Um, more so aligned with mediocrity. I mean, we've talked before about how mediocrity is the new norm. So if you have a asset that has something that you're trying to obtain, it's easy to um, finesse that situation, um, whether that whether you are, you know, male, female, whatever, um, because men do it too, um, to be inclusive male. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, that, that's just what it is. Uh, if, if you can latch on to something that uh, I'm like using the same example of Chloe and um, Tristan Thompson. I'm sure he's had these behaviors because he's a he's a perverse individual to be having all these babies with multiple perverse. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she had she, as you mentioned, has a certain status, even if she isn't, you know, the top tier of the Kardashians that mm-hmm he was able to latch on to. And now he's a household name from certain behaviors that he's exhibited. But at the core, I think that's, that's probably a part of the part of that process. Is it, is it a possibility that this is like a caveman type of uh, innate um, attribute that's inside of us? Ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Ownership. um, You know, that's mine, that's property, all of that. I mean, it's a, it's a large scale systematic issue. But even on the flip side, like, you know, you would want to be with the man that could uh, kill the biggest elk or something like that and drag it home, you know, so you could be able to eat. <laughs> <Something> like- <laughs> God, no. I mean, that's I mean, that's the you don't want to be with the with the quote unquote. And I'm and I'm, yeah, you don't want to be with the quote unquote like wimpy dude because it was he what's he going to do for you? So you go for I mean, he could he could do something if you are uh, alpha female. That is true. Now, and you just want somebody to, to I, boss around her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, one thing I always say, and people, <laughs> some people argue with, some people agree, is that a woman is always going to be a reflection of the man that she's with in any in any regard. And it doesn't necessarily mean like she's going to be an exact, um, have exact personality type that you have, but she's always going to be a reflection of the type of man, that, the type of man that you are. So, you know, when you think about weaker men with stronger women, a lot of women intentionally pick weaker men or beta males because some of the stuff that they know that they want to do in a relationship, they know they're not going to be able to do with a different type of spirit to do. So they look for guys that hmm. they can, you know, necessarily take advantage of or boss around or whatever. And they know that they're going to fall in line because it's probably the best, the best that they ever going to get. You know, so if I'm a guy who believes that this is probably the best that I can do. I'm going to be more willing to put up with a lot of other stuff than, you know, someone who has options and women yeah, understand that too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the same, <clears throat> you know what I mean? So in, in the life coach lace world, we call them low selfies. We call them low selfies. So individuals <laughs> with low selfie status, those types of things generally happen. Mm. Troy looked bewildered. You know, um, I, slightly, I am a little bit bewildered, bewildered, um, because flabbergasted. flabbergasted. Because I'm, I'm just thinking, trying to like, kind of going back to our um, uh, Tristan Thompson um, situation. Like, why wouldn't he, as an individual, like, want to? 
why 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 are men attracted to women who want their status and then we and we freely give it away i mean is it is it that we just dogs all all you know it's validation no nah, but validation exactly, sometimes what you dudes mean? pick women sometimes dudes pick because, women for what it does for us mm-hmm. you know what Yo, i'm saying bro, like the, go ahead drew <clears throat> go ahead bro my bad i think at the end of the day bro male and female everybody wants to be seen Everybody wants to be valued. Everybody wants to be validated. Mm. Um, you know, we all try to find forms of external validation uh, in some form or facet. Um, and that's why people experience a lot of depression and loneliness, because, you know, we seek this is these external um, validators or external validation in places that don't have the capacity um, to validate us in the ways that we need. And that's why people say they have a void or they feel empty. And so for a man, uh, you spend all your life being told that you have to do these things and reach this status or to get to this place. We Every man knows what you mean. Like, I got to get it together. I got to get to this place. And it's like such this ambiguous place. But once you got there, you know that you're there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just know that you're there. And so when you are engaging with a woman and she knows that you're there and it's like uh, um, vague and ambiguous place, it's validation to say, all right, I got here. Cause I can pull right. this level of a joint, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and the so, fact too, yeah. and and the fact too that a lot of individuals aren't self aware, so that's why they seek validation from others. Like for me, I don't need no validation from from nobody. I know I'm walking in my purpose. I know I'm doing what I need to do, et cetera. You either on board or you not. So at the end of the day, some people do have to have that validation, good, bad, or indifferent, to feel as though they have value. Which you know it shouldn't be like that, but that's like Drew mentioned before. That's the human condition, man. Now, were you always like that, though, or is this is this a new? Always like that. You so you always never needed any validation. No, I always I always knew that I was going to that I was going to do great things. Hey, have you met Lace's mama? She be she definitely have you met Lace's mama? Be affirming. (laughs) She be affirming that that never needed validation, bro. I know his mama made him feel. His mama made oh, him really? feel like he knew who he was when he left that house every day, bro. He never needed that drink. But never. Lace also talks like a guy that has options. You know, like I was saying, like guys who have options tend to think more like Lace, where like you either with it or mm. not. Like either, you know, there's a line to ride this ride. So either get on the ride or get out the line. Do you meet you the requirement? The exactly. <laughs> so, you, you know, it's like, you know, guys who don't have. Hey, yo, options. I'm taking that joint. <laughs> do you meet the requirements? There's an application process. Don't for do this. that, Drew. Don't do that, Drew. Nah, bro. I'm You're going to be looking like bro. all these other man bashing on the internet that got podcasts, bro. Don't do that, bro. Hey, bro. Don't Let me. That, no, bro. but real, but for real, for real, for real. I'll be honest and I'll say, um, I'll keep it a hundo thigh wide with you. I definitely, like, for me to get to the point, like, where Lace is, it took me a long process, like, to get there. You know what I'm saying? Um, even like, you know what I'm saying, with both my parents providing like validation, I still had this desire to like, in some sense, to kind of like prove myself. I have like these mm. external validators, like, you know, I needed to have my own car. I needed to have my own place. I needed to have a job. I needed these things that society had told me, this is what makes you a man. Or this allows you, you know what I'm saying, to be a man. That's why moving back home um, to take care of my pops was so difficult because I'm like, I'm missing one of the key um, components of, you know what I'm saying, a manhood of having my own spot. Um, but now it's just like, I mean, it's it's just whatever. Can I encourage you yeah. real quick, though, bro? You went home to take care of your pops. If that ain't. And that's commendable. If, yeah, if that's that commendable. ain't a, a flex right there, that's a flex. You went home. 
to take care of your pops. A lot of people can't even. But but in a in a fallen world, that ain't it though. Yeah, in a in a in a fallen world, that's not necessarily seen because a lot of people can't see themselves in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to us, it is commendable because that's what we know that is essentially that's what we are called to do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people can't see that because they can't see themselves in doing that particular process or going through that particular process. But no, that's a that's a stand up move. That's a stand up move across the board. Bro, I know people. Yeah, I, feel that. I think that I know people who are waiting for their parents to die so they can benefit from them. You, you on the other hand, went to them and said, hey, I need for you to benefit from me. That's a flex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is, I mean, it's, so Lace's point, so to Troy's point, I mean, bro, when I get older, I would hope that if I have kids, my kids would do the same thing for me. So it was important for me, my, you know, my dad not to feel like an island and, you know, Blake is fake beating people up on TV (laughs) on Tuesday nights. So I'm like. If we, if one of us got a chance to make it right now, it's you, you know what I'm saying, to lift everybody up. But to Lace's point, that just shows you how badly society is skewed that you all are saying, you know what I'm saying, is like older people I look up to, because I'm the youngest on the on the party, is like you all are saying that's commendable. But from my lens or from my perspective, that was skewed. Like I'm living in my mama and daddy's basement, bro. <laughs> like this ain't it. Not so really. I needed to, you know. You know what I'm saying? External validators. And that's why a lot of uh, young cats, you know, the badder the joint you bad, the more of a man you are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I think we got to be real. You know, men are, are are primal, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And whether it's the hunt of a job, the hunt of a female, the hunt of a goal, like our purpose is driven in regards to can we accomplish the goal or can we beat the task at hand? And that's just what it is. Mm. But it, I, I think, too, you can fish. Yeah, we're we're, 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 we're look at what I look caught. what I caught. Yeah, look at yeah, what we're, I caught. We're taught and it's ingrained. <laughs> it's in, it's ingrained. It's ingrained in us to do that. I mean, think about it. If when I know when I was going to the club years and years ago, I'm buying bottles to show that you know what I mean I have a certain status in the club and this and that. I VIP. I don't go nowhere without a VIP. I don't wait in lines and all these kinds of things. Like that's what it was. So those are that's a part of uh, how cer- certain individuals are brought up in the game. You know what I mean? So you have to brought have up to in look. the game. But I had to also understand as my grandfather told me years ago, he was like, they don't make two seater caskets. So at the end of the day, you got to do this for you. You, you know hey, what I'm saying? They, they don't make they don't make two seaters on when you check up out of here. That's a solo ride. You feel me? So that that's that's what it is. I've only been in. Hey, I don't think once. I got like, you know, leaning more to what Drew was talking about growing into, you know, where Lace is now. I think I had to do the same thing, like growing into that. Um, and I don't think it was until I was in like my 20s where I really started to feel like you know, uh, you either with this or not, you know, type of thing. I think all the way up until then. You I with it always, or not. <laughs> you you know with saying? it I, or not. I think I was always, always making moves based on, you know, validation and stuff like that, mm. you know, and not to get too deep. I think that had a lot to do with the fact that I didn't grow up with my mom, you know. So, you know, I grew up with my dad, but I didn't have my mama around to, you know, tell me I was handsome or tell me, you know, um, what type of man I was or to tell me what type of women to not you know, mess with or who to stay away from and stuff like that. Like I didn't have those, you know, things. And, you know, like I mentioned before, me and my dad never really talked about, you know, women or sex or anything like that. So I learned all that, you know what I'm saying, stuff on my own for the most part. And I feel like I had to do the same thing in relationships. I feel like I was always chasing, you know, validation from women, but more so I think I was just chasing the validation that I was missing from my mama. 
And it mm. took me a long mm-hmm. time to get mm-hmm. to the point where I was just okay with myself. Once I started being okay with myself, you know what I'm saying, and who I was, it made it a lot easier for me to be like, you know what I'm saying, you with it or not, even when I didn't have options, you know what I'm saying? So right. <clears throat> I definitely, you know, feel you on that, Drew. I definitely had to had to grow into that as well. And I ain't gonna lie, like that that joint is a freeing experience. Once you can get to that place where you're not necessarily chasing yams and stuff like that, like if you one of the fellas that's listening and you out here chasing yams, let me tell you, you know, the minute you stop chasing yams, you're gonna feel a whole lot free, <laughs> whole lot free. What they, you know what 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 they, they say in that movie, uh, feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. Ooh, hey. You just gotta build it, bro. Hey. <laughs> For real, hey, bro. The, the best I, thing I can I, tell you, the best thing I can tell you <laughs> is stop chasing yams, bro. Stop chasing yams and chase your bag. If you chase your bag, you the yams it, will follow. Well, it's not a rich out here hey, that, yo, that got a shortage of butt cheeks. Well, bro. question for you though, Mel. So this hey, that's a, the advice that we would give to a man. What advice would you give to a woman? And the reason why I ask that, here's my here's my reasoning. When a woman is chased her bag, and you know, you know, uh, when she's chased her bag, men tend to look at women who are established as um uh high maintenance too much to handle mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like mm-hmm. you know um they mm-hmm. they are intimidated so what would you say to a young lady simple answer I- simple answer let me answer this real quick mel before you dive in <laughs> i'm 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 going to give you the floor simple answer is get you with me that's the answer get you with me and you ain't got to worry about that get you go ahead me. mel get you uh, with me <laughs> I just want to first say that I think it's a misconception that men are intimidated by women who have money. I don't it's not a misconception. Men, it, it is a misconception because a lot of women say that men are intimidated by them because they have money or they have their own stuff. And it's not that men are intimidated by what they have. It's, that, it's just that men don't see themselves in that story. We see that you got everything that you need. You know, made your life by yourself. You got your own money. You got your own house. You got your own car. Where do I fit into that? How can I come in and add value if you're already taking care of everything yourself? What can I provide? But, what can I support? What can I whatever? I'm just using the lens that they Right, right. I feel me. it. But that for me, if I was a, a a female navigating that, the question would be, why do you have to provide X, Y? Why can't you bring what you bring to the table and we maximize it together? Why does it have to be a, a, a you have to do X, Y, Z for me? It might be a. It because might be a part of the. That's how we establish our value. Yeah, like we talk about all yeah. the time. The the way society is structured, where the way society is structured right now, A-mail. we are putting in A-mail. a box relative A-mail. to what we can we can do in relationships and provide to society. <clears throat> but women don't want to be put A-mail. in a box, right? So then, hey, bro. everything that's relative to them, they can color outside the lines. But we got to stay in the lines when we color. Hey, There's certain things that we respond hey, for doing. Listen, bro. Provision is one of them. I'm going to let Drew, the single person, talk. <laughs> bro. No, bro. Yeah, just, don't, don't worry hey, about the wisdom I was just imparting on you, bro. Just go ahead and keep no, saying bro. email while I'm talking. Go because, ahead, bro. And it hey, better bro. be amazing, bro. This bell. This it better bell, be amazing, bro. I know this is about to go outside the lines, bro. Because Lay struck a nerve, bro. I know Lay struck a nerve. <laughs> it's not a nerve, bro. Listen, I'm just, bro. Ex- just explaining it. I'm about to agree with you, bro. Listen, bro. <laughs> We got to be honest with the simple fact, bro. I hate this, John, and I hate that narrative that women be like, I'm about to turn into Kevin Samuels for a second. Bro. We all know that you got <laughs> you about to, get canceled. about to get canceled. We about to get canceled. <laughs> Look, bro, I'm just being real, bro. You got your education. You got your degree. Congrats. You got your car. You got your house. You got all of that. Ever since I was a child, my whole existence has been reared in the fact that you got to provide. So if you got everything that you need, 
I'm literally looking at both my hands and like, what the hell am what I supposed am I to be do? doing? Right. What am I going to do? So it's with? just like, I'm not saying I'm a victim of society, but I'm telling you, like, that's why I be telling people, I feel like my parents set me up for failure. <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing in this situation? Well, the, the, the thing is, though, I think that's a very closed mindset because Ooh. you can bring you can bring value. It's just going to <laughs> look different. It's just going to look different. <laughs> and we don't we right, don't we don't like to do things. We don't like to do things that necessarily look different because. It's, so what would the, what it doesn't would the value, feel comfortable. What would you say value looks like to guys who every every. Weird, he ain't even yeah. gonna let me finish the question before he. <laughs> I already got because I already got the question. answer. I already got. All but right, carry bro, on. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Just just ex- no, go, go ahead. ahead. Entertain <laughs> me. Entertain me, bro. Hit, hit me with the question. Entertain me, bro. I was just gonna say, what does value look like to someone who may have the same thought process as Drew, where they think that I've been taught my whole life to provide and do all these things, and when I look at this woman who is a great woman, you know, I don't see myself fitting into that because she's pretty much taking care of all the stuff that I believe that I should be taking care of, taking care right. of for her. Well, to answer that um, great question, and I'm glad that you asked, um, <laughs> the the way that an individual can support that, i.e., from, especially from a lens that, that Drew generally can come from, the emotional support, the aspect of being emotionally available, the aspect of um, providing things outside of monetary, taking care of this, that, and the third, building them up. You know what I mean? Individuals be like, I got a, I got master, I got a master's degree. I got my own crib. I got this, that, and the third. Okay, good. Congratulations. But what else can I bring, potentially bring to the table that will enhance that? How can how can we navigate that together to essentially have a takeover in in, in a sense? So I think that mm-hmm. it's it does take a diversity of thought and a shift in practice, but it can be it can be achieved. And a lot of times those kinds of approaches um, are more organic than the provision in other ways. The emotional support, the, the emotional support that a man can bring is definitely not going to be easy because we never we weren't reared we weren't trained correct to to be emotionally present we were always told hey get your stuff together ain't no crying you a man you know what i'm saying like so it'll be it'll be hard for a man to to look at a situation like that and uh, and come to that conclusion um that that is what they i'm gonna mean. be honest i find it i find it extremely difficult <clears throat> at least in this uh in this current day to provide women emotional support. And, and I say that because sometimes I don't know if I'm supposed to be listening or if I'm supposed to be providing like my thought process, a game plan on how do you ameliorate the situation? So it's just like, if you come to me and you tell me like, yo, you at work and I'm like, yo, shorty, you about to get fired. <laughs> and I'm about to try to tell you like how to navigate that. I just, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's a one size fits all, you know what I'm saying? In regards to those situations in regards to emotional support, because some women are like, yo, like, give me your critique or your criticism. And some women like, I'm going to still do whatever I want to do. I just want you to be here to listen. So I, I'm going to leave that where it is. I think the word that we used earlier today was amenable, um, which is borderline synonymous <laughs> with cooperation. <laughs> and um, if I'm just being honest with you, when a lot of guys are looking at that situation, and this is me reporting what they're saying because they're afraid to say it. So this is not male's thoughts. Um, when they look at that situation, they're also wondering, is this woman capable of putting taking that stuff off to cooperate with me in relationship? So when you look at women who advance in their careers, go high and they earn a certain amount of money, a lot of them come to the table, you know, believing like most Americans, because we live in a capitalistic society, that money is power. So because I have money or I've achieved these things, 
I don't necessarily have to be as cooperative with you in this relationship because I view this as more of a partnership where we're equals and less like you're the head of me or leading me, et cetera. And a lot of women struggle with that. Well, there may be some women who can be successful, have all those things and still recognize, you know, that dynamic and operate well in it. There are a lot of women who believe the higher they go or the more money they make or the more they advance, the less they have to listen to you know, their counterpart or whoever. And what we've always talked about is that men prefer peace over a lot of other, the things that we talk about. So if I look at this situation and I don't see uh, something amenable or, or I'm probably not going to want to, you know, partake in that situation because the question is always going to be in my head, you know, is she going to throw this money in my face every time we try to make a financial mm. decision in this relationship? Is she going to be able to take my input if we talk about budgeting? You know, how are our accounts going to look? Is she going to have her own account? I have my own account and we put money into account. Are we going to have a joint account? If we have a joint account, how does that look? You know, how does the money spend? Am I going to be able to tell her what to do with her money or vice versa? Or is she going to be like, I made this money, this is my money. You can't tell me what to do with my money. I'm going to spend it how I want. So there's all these mm -hmm. other, you know, things associated with that, that you know, have to be mentioned, have to be considered. So while there are some, you know, other ways to offer value, there are a lot of other, you know, sides to the coin as well that men, you know, consider, which is why yeah. a lot of men would, you know, for lack of better words, prefer to date down uh, <laughs> than up if we being, you know, we well, being honest. I, I yeah, 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 yeah. I think too, though, that goes back to setting the expectation because with all the, the with the example that you gave, if the expectation has been set, you have a decision to make as well as that individual who you are, you are engaging with. So you have an individual decision to make, and you have a collective decision to make. So it's about setting the tone, setting the expectation. Uh, in the corporate world, we call that level setting. How can we level set this situation and move forward as a collective or not? And you have to be okay with the not. Are we moving away from the? I think it's also oh, great. Go ahead, Troy. No, nah, Drew, you're a single man on this podcast. We need to hear what the single perspective is like in the world today. So go ahead. I think it's really important to view or understand the viewpoint that a lot of women um, use uh, their career progression to escape a, a patriarchal world. And I think the same is viewed for anybody who tries to get money. You know, I want to, you know, black people try to get to the That's bag good. because I'm hoping that with these with these degrees or with this education, I can kind of insulate myself from the ills of society and from, you know, a lot of my, uh, even my, you know, female classmates in seminary, you know, they're, they are doing certain things to insulate themselves from, you know, a world that, you know, quite honestly, you know, favors men. And so I think like to Mel's point, when they come to the table, I've acquired these things simply or literally so I can insulate myself from this. And sometimes it's like, you know, I come to the table, I'm not coming to the table to be as collaborative or um, to be a teammate because I literally did this with the sole purpose in mind of this is my game plan. It's the same way. Somebody wrote an article about, um, you know, LeBron James activism and they were like, yo, to a certain degree, LeBron James is so rich while he is dope that he's cognizant of racism. I doubt that he very like, you know, besides people on Fox News, you know, telling him to shut up and dribble. That's the only racism that he experiences um, at a personal level. Because he has so much insulation. Mm -hmm. And when you have that much insulation and you work that hard for that, you're not going to come to the table with a um, <laughs> with a collaborative spirit and say, I'm here to partner. Like, no, I got my chips. I'm here at the poker, uh, poker table. I got my poker face on and I'm ready to play my best hand. Mm -hmm. What were you about to say, Troy? My, you was about to ask a question. Yeah, my question is, you know, are we moving away from the traditional way in which relationships um 
the, the traditional way in which relationships have worked in the past. Um, and this, um, in the sense of, you know, the man was mainly the provider. Uh, the woman was more the, the home, homekeeper, hometaker. What was it? Was it called homemaker? Um, are we moving away from that, uh, now on a larger scale? I mean, I think we've been moving away from it for quite some time, Mm. you know, as, uh, women have progressed in the workforce and their careers and things like that has definitely reshaped what marriage and looks, what marriage looks like, what relationship looks like. Um, you know, we kind of talked about on the podcast a little bit, you know, how men have had to become all these things that may, that they may not necessarily want to be, um, just to be able to have relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, we can't expect, uh, to stay the same while women are constantly changing, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're definitely Mm -hmm. moving away from, you know, the traditional sense where women had less options, you know, and now that they have more options, it makes it, I'm not going to say a little bit more difficult. Um, to be in relationship, it just make it's a lot different. There's a lot more skills that you have to learn as a man and tap into in order to be successful in relationship uh, because of the way that things are going. Um, I know traditionally, I'm not in the sense a traditional man because I do a lot of stuff now, you know, a relationship that uh, old, like my grand great granddaddy and them probably didn't do in their relationships, you know, in terms of child rearing and things like that. Like as much as I participate in child rearing, uh, or being there for my kids or doing all that type of stuff or helping around the house, you know, uh, what would be considered domestic, you know, things in addition to going to work and all the other type of stuff. So I think, you know, I'm not the only man that's out here doing that. So it's just like I could, it's definitely a thing like we are yeah. um, redefining what relationship looks like. I think it's a I think it's a hybrid approach, to be quite honest with you, because I know plenty of women um that have status that have made it, you know, from a um, career standpoint that have access to things that have uh, things just in general that still yearn for a traditional lens of engagement. So I think it's a, it's definitely uh, a both and uh, in that regard. And it's all, it's really about what uh, that particular individual is looking for. So I can't definitively say that it's a uh, shift from a traditional standpoint, which I think, progression is great um but i think i think that um it is a opportunity to put your put yourself in another individual's shoes as to what you can do co- as a collective together etc there was a tv show that came out mm, probably a probably back in 2016 2017 um i don't know i forgot the name of it, it was basically it was a reality show about stay at home dads um, they were married to uh, women who were like CEOs and VIPs and stuff like that. And um, I, I, I often question in those situations, did the men get respect? Because, you know, that's, that's probably one of our biggest one of our biggest draws, you know, just having having respect is like, did they receive respect from this person who was bringing in? six seven figures a a year barely at home Mm -hmm. um and i'm often curious as to how like uh how the relationship with like the 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 children and stuff went because i haven't i've I've yet to see something like that work out in society could y'all could y'all do that could y'all be a stay-at-home dad could i I be a stay-at-home dad yeah no absolutely absolutely (laughs) I i could easy Absolutely, not. I could, but that but that goes back to Drew's um, comment earlier 
Troy, what do what does respect look like mm. for each individual? It'll be different because I respect what Drew did for his parents, but some people wouldn't respect that because they they don't align with that kind of uh, practice. So I think respect is viewed um, in a multitude of ways, but I but primarily your moral compass, um, what you think is right, your code of conduct, how you get down, and just how uh, you you navigate in in, in this uh, entire space. So uh, it, it can it's be about your moral compass. Yeah, it, it can be a, a multitude of things. But I think that does ha- that does play in. Melvin, way. please tell us why you could not. <laughs> I mean, I just <laughs> so we can get canceled. I just believe that I just believe that men are supposed to go to work. You don't necessarily have to be the breadwinner and make the most money in the house, but you need to be doing something. Mm. And I don't equate you staying at home, being a stay at home dad to work. Uh, especially once your children become of age to go to school. Mm-hmm. Once they in school, what the hell are you doing all day? You know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't think that men should be staying at home, you know, for any reason. If you're in between blessings, you're in between jobs, something like that, you help your family save money by not sending your children to daycare, you're taking care of your kids, whatever, while you're getting that situation taken care of. God bless you. Do what you need to do as a husband, as a man, whatever. But if yeah, you're an able-bodied crazy. man, you just need to be at work. I, I, don't know why that's a, I don't know why that's a thing. I don't know why we even have this conversation. Mail the daddy off of BMF, yo. <laughs> this, this is my house. <laughs> you follow my rules. This is what it is. I just don't know. I just don't. I don't even want to promote the thought that that is okay. A grown man, a grown able-bodied man staying at home and not working is not okay in any arena. I don't want us to put that out there that that's a good message. If we go have a Melly D's podcast where we're supposed to be holding men accountable, I'm holding you all accountable right now. Go to from work. your perspective. It, from perspective, <laughs> go to work. Be a man. Put your hands to work. Come on now. If we uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in. Uh, Troy and Drew bag. The scriptures say a man that don't work don't eat. And if you sitting at home, if you sitting at home not working, you shouldn't be eating. So I'm but saying, it, what if you're an able-bodied man? There's men that got condition. They got hurt at work. They can't work. If you one of those people, I'm not talking about you. If you cannot work. I'm not talking about you. If you're fully capable and ain't going to work, I'm talking about you. Actually, I see. Go I, to think, work. I think. I think. I think. You're. You're. And Here I don't want to speak for you. No, no, I don't want to speak for you. But I think you're equating going to work with potentially being a lazy individual. Now, I do agree. You should not be lazy. You should find a way to contribute and provide, etc. But being uh, having the ability to take care of kids and those kind of that is that's work. So Melvin, I only disagree. Melvin, I agree with you. I agree with you. A man should work. Now, here's my question though. What does work look how, how like? Do we, somebody answer that. What's well, work? hold on. Hold, what? Hold on before we get to that question. How can we <laughs> now? Late turning in the mail. He wanted definition for everything. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's the definition, the definition of work? Lace, now we got to define everything. Lace turning in the mill. So, Melvin, in, in your in your statement, and this is me trying to learn and me, you know, expanding my information, my knowledge, and getting perspective from you. So, you said a man should definitely be at work, uh, staying at home with the kids while the kids at. You need to be doing something, right? So, would you be okay with a stay at home wife? And if so. What validates what's the what, what validates her to be stay at home um, than a man being staying at home? Do we really have to explain this? 
Yes, please explain it. Because I'm 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 okay. getting my wholesome title back tonight. Okay. So please explain it, Mel. Okay. Uh the reason why men need to go to work is because part of being a man is what we talked about tonight, is provision. Yes. Again, going to work is a showcase of provision. Mm-hmm. Having some sort of income to bring into your family is provision. Do you have to be the breadwinner? No, you do not. But you need to be contributing something to the household financially. That is a form of provision. Are there levels to provision? Yes, there are. But the primary source of provision is income and finances to put towards your family, your situation. You can provide a whole bunch of other stuff that we talked about tonight, emotional support, security, whatever. But finances is one of them. And we cannot skip over that. I know y'all want to move on this new wave of the world and try to redefine everything. But finances is part of provision, Bro, I'm with and you. that's one of the first responsibilities on of the male in the relationship. The reason why it is not okay for a man to stay at home and okay for a woman to stay at home is because a woman's main <laughs> responsibility. About to get canceled. A woman's main responsibility. <laughs> we about to get listen to me, bro. We not about to get canceled for this. We not about to get canceled for this because a lot of women would agree with what I'm about to say. A lot of women would agree with what I'm about to say. It is not a woman's primary responsibility to be a provider or create provision for her family. If she wants to go to work and help out and bring in income and add additional resources to the family, God bless her. That is amazing. We appreciate you. But it's not her primary responsibility. So if a man is capable and has the financial resources for her to retire his wife or to allow her to stay home and things like that, that's more acceptable mm-hmm. um, from my perspective and society's perspective than um, a man just sitting at home while his woman goes to work. I don't think that there's any situation other than the ones that I've outlined where a man is physically incapable of doing so, you know, that he should just be sitting at home. I think no matter what it is, he needs to be doing something constructive. And it don't necessarily mean having a nine to five work could be getting your nonprofit off the ground. It could be starting a business. It could be something physically tangible that you can do that offers some sort of provision for your family in the house. That's what work looks like. So Actually, I really we, we shouldn't get canceled yeah. off of that, and most most people and most women would agree with that with that thought. And that well, maybe is. maybe maybe we need to put out a poll um, this week for that particular um, question because the the part that I have I take issue with, or I have a differing approach, is that that approach lends itself to a space of ownership, like you own this individual to an extent because you are putting them in a particular box saying what they can, can't, should, shouldn't, those kinds of things. So that is where um, I would uh, disagree with part of your analysis. Uh, I mean, I think as a husband, you do have ownership, you know, over your family and your wife and the responsibility of taking care of them. So like I said, you know, um, ownership in the sense of accountability and responsibility to them and part of that responsibility not like an enslavement or indentions not like an enslavement exactly Mm -hmm. yeah not like an enslavement but Um, responsibility and that's that's a great word of ownership yeah and responsibility you know one of the uh one thing that just recently happened um um wendy williams show when she was actually doing it she clowned this woman or she tried to attempt to clown this woman named tabitha brown i think that's her name and oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Tabitha yeah. Brown, what she did. Don't be used No, my Troy, go ahead. What? I was about to fry you up for not appropriately representing Miss Tabitha on this podcast. But well, I, I, I don't yeah. really follow her. I don't follow her like that. So <laughs> I, I was I was being careful with her last name because I think I, I 
I wasn't sure if Brown was her definitely her last name. But Tabitha Brown, she took it upon herself to retire her husband. Um, and um, Wendy went in. She was like, you, you retire your husband? He, he, you know, you you shouldn't be doing. I, I forgot everything she said, but she basically put her on blast. Yeah, I recall the situation. But one of the cool things that Tabitha said was, "This man worked hard for me to get to where I am right now, and I thought that it would only be right for me to do whatever I can do to allow give him the option." She gave him the option. He didn't have to, but give give him the option to not work if he didn't want to. And I thought that was so dope. But he is working, though. He's creating a nonprofit foundation that he wanted to do to work with kids. So he's doing work. So let's make that clear. He is doing work. He's not just sitting at home. He's just being. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do. Right. But and, and, and that leads that leads to my point that I was making, Mel. It's a. It's not an either or. It's truly a both end because he was grinding so she could eventually do what she wanted to do. And now she paid it forward in a different way for, to give him the option. Because so at the end of the day, it's not a responsibility was provision. Mm-hmm. And it's not. But it's not. It was not a traditional pathway to do that. You feel me? So that's what I'm saying. I think it can it can intersect in whatever works for you in your situation. Uh, but I think we some a lot of times we put uh, these stringent parameters around what your role is what my role is etc when it's truly a us thing at the end of the day so for just a brief moment can i ask why people have such a problem with roles when it comes to relationship but we have complete and 100 percent understanding of roles when it comes to the workplace when we go to the workplace we sign up for a job that has specific parameters about what we should be doing and not be doing. And we hold true to that. If someone asks us to step outside that role, the first thing we're going to say is I don't get paid to do that. That's not my job. That's such and such a job. I'm not going to help out with that. Whatever, whatever. But as soon as we get in a relationship and we start talking about roles, which roles are not negative, by the way, roles are what helps to make it's all about the expectation, all about to make a company function. Right. So because everybody can't do all the same stuff. We have to have roles, which is inclusive, yeah. as y'all like to say, and teamwork, which helps make an organization great. So if we have roles and everyone has something, you can determine what those roles are. Y'all sit down and have a conversation about what roles y'all want to take. I'm just mm-hmm, saying, mm-hmm, 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 why do we have mm-hmm. such a problem with roles when it comes to relationship? But we have 100% understanding of roles in the workplace and we operate. Can I please answer that guys? May I answer? Um, So I thank you for posing that question, Mel. That is an amazing question for, for us to dive into. (laughs) Um, For one part of the job, you have the description and the expectations already laid out for you. A lot of times in relationships, it is a fluid situation where you are navigating it and seasons change, people change, et cetera. So you have to pivot and adjust to align with what you all are striving for from an expectation standpoint. The job is clear. I can read a job description. If I'm going to apply for that, I know what the job is. As far as relationship, that can shift over time. Or are people looking at the job posting and saying, I like the first three bullets, but I'm going to take out the last five. But we all know that that don't work. That don't work. But that is how that's that is how relationships are working, right? Because what we're talking about right now is roles, and don't try to make me sound misogynistic. I'm just talking. No, I'm I'm with you. That that exists in the world. That exists in the world. And men had a job description, and women had a job description, and men looked at their list and said, "All right, this some bull, but I'm gonna do it anyway." And women looked at it and was like, "I don't really like my list. I like some of the stuff that's on this list." 
So I'm going to pick and choose the ones I like from my list and then take some of the ones from this list over here. And then you take some of the ones from my list, you know, and we try to make it work. That's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Right now, in terms of what Troy's talking about, about moving away from, you know, traditional relationships. So what I'm saying is roles always becomes like a just as much as money and sex. I feel like roles become such a big argument, you know, a lot of times in relationships as well. And people do have pre uh listed expectations of what that looks like but you know you know a lot of times the counterparts just aren't happy with it because they feel boxed in limited and caged into what you're talking about so then we have to make adjustments you know like i said just to be in relationship so i just don't what is the for most other people what is the i don't know if it's the word role (laughs) i I don't know if it's the word role or if it's the fact that there are roles you know like what is the Mm -hmm. the push Mm -hmm. what makes it such a, a difficult conversation to have you know, I think you uh, had, yeah, you had to look at somebody. You had to look at the circumstance um, because, say, for instance, if you were in a, a situation with a woman who was a single mother for an extensive period of time, you're not just gonna come in and shift that entire narrative. It just don't work that mm-hmm. way. So you can't expect that. So I think you have to look at the individual circumstance, situation, and again, set the expectation as you move forward. I mean, it's very simple as far as set vocalizing the expectation. And a lot of times we don't do that. We we may have it in our mind what we think the expectation or quote unquote role should be, but it's not vocalized that you can navigate that as a collective. American dating, we spend too much time getting to know stuff that doesn't really mean stuff over a course of time. majoring in majoring in minors hey what's your favorite color you know um if if what's your what's your zodiac sign like that stuff right there that's a favorite favorite color is kind of important (laughs) (laughs) gotta know what plastic wrap to use on the easter basket (laughs) gotta know do you put salt or sugar in your grapes? <laughs> see, see, those are character building questions for me because at the end of the day, that that tells me if you are if we're aligned, <laughs> and and that's where that's do you get blue cheese or ranch for your wing? That, that will tell you, know you if a you're lot. a serial killer. But or that's not. where we struggle with in our in our relationship. You know, when when we were dating, the majority of the conversation that I led specifically, it was it was a bunch of surface stuff. It was a bunch of surface stuff. And, you know, hey, what's your favorite song? Hey, I used to vibe out the TLC back in the day. Like, dumb stuff like that. Troy's. Exactly. <laughs> nah, Lace. Don't go chasing <laughs> one. Um, we, we spent a lot of time. We Yeah, yeah. We spent a lot of time doing that instead of talking like, hey, it if we were to be together for the long haul, what would it look like? What is your expectations? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend yeah. um, by the name of um, his name is Abraham. I don't think he will. About to say this nigga don't even know his, his friend's <laughs> name. I got a friend. I got a friend named Abraham. He is he's Muslim, and he was telling me in mm. Muslim culture, um, before you even start dating, you have a conversation of all right, how much money do you intend to make? Uh, what type of house do you want to have? Like, what is your expectation of how, how we're going to live? Okay, how is the house going to look when we get in here? Or um, how are we going to take care of our parents? As You know, like, they ask the big questions first before they even get to the, hey, what's your favorite color? You know what I'm saying? And I wish I would have heard that a long time ago. Not to say that, you know, I would change anything because, you know, things are... I love my wife and all that type of stuff, but it definitely would have helped in the development of things for our um, for our marriage in the earlier stages. Yeah. 
So the goal is we need to we need to ask um, more in depth questions. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> what the is your schizophrenia crazy running your family, bro? <laughs> let me if one one does bipolar do you drive, disorder affect anyone close? Do to you, you drive at ten and two on the steering wheel like <laughs> those kinds of questions? You know, one of the things that we shy away from, and I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days. One thing that we shy away from, like we keep this towards the end of our dating um, 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 stages. I'll be back. Keep talking. We put this towards the end of our dating stages. We wait too long to introduce the person that we're talking to to our parents. And because we we deem our parents to be special, in which which they are. However, I think it's really important that we find out more about the family structure, the family history. Um we we find about the um, all that type of stuff because that stuff plays into the relationship but we put off introducing you to my father to like you know after years of dating um and honestly your parents should be depending on your relationship i know for some people it's going to be different particularly if you're up in age but you know if you're younger i think it's important to have your your parents a part of your um um, choosing process of who you dating with because they know you better than you know you. Hey, I, I ain't even gonna say that, and I know Drew can speak to this a lot better than I know Drew can speak to this a lot better. So I'm gonna say this real quick, and then I'm gonna let him give his experience. But I'm gonna just say I think it's two reasons why people do that, Troy. Um, and one of them I think is um, honestly deep down, people avoid introducing these people to their parents because they know that they're really not a valuable option for mm. a man. And they already know what their parents are going to say about that person so they don't even bother introducing them because they already know what type of time their parents are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So they don't even bother with it. And I think the other reason um, is just a new age thought that I'm going to pick who I want to pick and my family just going to have to deal with whoever I choose. So it don't matter if I introduce you to my parents or not. Like a lot of, a lot of girls and guys don't even think that they need to get uh, Shorty's father's permission anymore to ask for marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, why do I have to ask him for permission or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the mindset now. So I don't even know if it's that people are avoiding it more so than they just don't feel like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Like people used to feel like it was necessary. But I tell you right now, if a n- come trying to propose a library of Brown and he ain't talking to me about it first, there ain't gonna be no wedding. Off rip. Ain't even gonna be no wedding. I'll crash the whole wedding. I'll let them set the whole wedding up, <laughs> planning and everything. And as soon as they ask if anybody object, I'm gonna stab my ass up like Dwayne Wayne. <laughs> Mel gonna be walking around the the church with a uh, uh, a, a tank of gas, whistling, smoking a cigarette, ready to blow that. Up. Hey, bro, it ain't going down, scrap. Hey, this is free game to anybody that's listening. If you messing with a joint and you really love her and you think it to yourself. <laughs> Let me stop you right there, Chief. Let me stop you right there, good brother. This is what you this is what you need to do, bro. This is what you need to do. This is free game, bro. <laughs> this is free game. When she says she got a family reunion, you need to be the first to get there. That's I like that. That's gonna tip. That's going to tell you everything you need to know, bro. You should do no talking, just listening, bro. You're going to get a good scope of, is this the move mm-hmm. for me? Or do I need to get the hell out of Dodge? And cats be like, yo, cats be like, yo, I don't want to go meet her mama this that, and the third because she going to think 
oh, we must really be serious. Nah, bro. Reconnaissance. Meet him. Meet him. Meet him. Meet him. Hey, hey, go ahead. Get your information, bro. Because if you want to know why she act the way she do. Her mama going to tell it all. Hey, bro. (laughs) Hey, and not have to say a word, bro. You just going to be, yo, you can be like, I get it now. I dig it. So what's the moral of tonight, Mel, Mel Brown? Game ain't game. Hey, bro. Uh, <laughs> yo, this is why nobody listen to Mel. What? <laughs> Mel, you been on one Why is it not free though, game to go to a joint family uh, family reunion, bro? Say what? So you trying to tell me when you met your wife's family, it didn't give you context to who she was as a person? Uh, a little bit. But you ain't going to meet all her relatives to know if you really going to get a real scope. And honestly, bro, and this is what single people, single people that listen to this right now, bro, you don't really know somebody until you marry them. So you could do all the recon you want before you get married. But until that marriage happens and y'all got to live with each other every day and go to sleep and wake up with each other and live life and make decisions and all the other stuff that come with marriage, you ain't going to really know what type of person that person is until you in the in the heat of marriage. So you could do all the premature recon you want. You can do all the premarital counsel you want, but until that marriage is official, you ain't gonna really know who you married to until you all the way settled into that drink. And that's free deal game. recon. I agree with both. I agree with both. <clears throat> I, no, I think it's both. necessary to know. I'm just saying you ain't gonna really yeah. know who they are. Honestly, bro, er- everyone who's been married been in that situation. After the honeymoon phase and calm down, you wake up one morning and you look over, you like, I don't even know who this person is. Who are you? This ain't nothing like what you look like when we was dating. And they probably said the same thing about you looking across the other side of the bed. <laughs> this guy, nothing like he was when we was dating. I don't know who this man is. Who is this man? Who, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you? You know what I'm saying? And that's, what, that's uh, a real thing. And you got to grow through that through marriage. That's the stuff people don't talk about. Single yeah, people always I wonder, know. like, what's so different between being single and getting married? Everything changes. When you say everything changes, don't nobody believe you. Single people be like, what changes when you get married? Everything. They be like, what's everything? Everything. I done said everything like three times. (laughs) (laughs) Everything changes when you get married. It all changes. Uh, Uh, And you really got to You got to grow through that joint. You got to learn it. So, uh, yeah, you know, the moral of the story for the fellas tonight is don't chase the yams, chase the bag, chase the bag and the yams will follow. You know what I'm saying? Don't lose yourself out here trying to chase things that you're not necessarily ready for and uh, go to work. I think that's the that's the that's the, the uh, a big piece to that is don't chase something that you're not ready for. Mm. You're running a fool's errand. A fool's errand. I got nothing. Troy, Real talk. I got nothing. You ain't got, I got nothing for the benediction. Okay, let me find out. We in here. We in here. We in here. Hey, well, you know what it is. It's been the Melly D's podcast as always, man. We appreciate y'all being in the cave. And until next time, Kabik.